The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. to order um, our regular uh, city council meeting and in accordance with the PA 254 of 2020, the members should identify their physical location by stating the county, city, township, or village and state from which he or she is attending the meeting remotely. Um, Kelly Garrett from Lathrop Village, Michigan, Oakland County. Bruce Cantor from Lathrop Village, Michigan, Oakland County. Ian Ferguson, Lathrop Village, Michigan, Oakland County. Salim Siddiqui, Lathrop Village, Michigan, Oakland County. Thank you very much. Um, I guess I did your job a little bit, Madam Clerk, didn't I? <laughs> no problem. But you can do roll call. <laughs> I'll do roll call. Thank you. Roll call, Mayor Garrett. Here. Here. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor. Here. Councilmember Ferguson. Present. And Councilmember Siddiqui. Here. Madam Mayor, you have a quorum. Did someone say something? Okay. Um, I now invite everyone to say the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Okay, uh, someone wants to make the motion of uh, approving the agenda. Make a motion to approve the agenda. Second. It's been moved and second. Is there any questions? Hearing none, roll call please. Roll call. Councilmember Ferguson? Yes. Mayor Garrett? Yes. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor? Yes. And Councilmember Siddiqui? Yes. Motion carried for approval of the agenda. Thank you. Next, we have a presentation, which is so um, it's wonderful to have received this regarding um, life-saving award to officer Keith Roberts. I will uh, turn this over to um, our city manager to explain. Come off a of mute, Cheryl. Okay. <laughs> All right, I don't know if Chief McKee is here as well. I thought he was, but in any event, uh, we're very pleased and proud to recognize officer Keith Roberts for the life-saving award, and I'll let him tell his own story of what happened. Thank you, Dr. Mitchell. Um, on that date and time, I was uh, dispatched, or I heard dispatch state that there was a uh, un unresponsive, unconscious male uh, in the parking lot behind the Marathon gas station. Um, they sent a couple of Southfield units. I happened to be right, right down the block from it, so I headed that way to uh, preserve life. If I needed to, and I found the uh, 
male unconscious in the passenger seat of his vehicle with his friend who called 911, trying to shake him, trying to wake him up. Uh, I, I approached and I saw the male was uh, all blue in the face, not breathing, and uh, had a very faint pulse. Um, at this time, I asked him if he does, does narcotics. He said, yeah, he just um, shot up. So I uh, administered one dose of Narcan um, to his nostril. He did not wake him up. I started trying to wake him up. So um, that's when I pulled him out of the car, placed him on his back in case I had to do start CPR. Um, I administered another dose of Narcan to which he started gasping for breaths. So I got him breathing again. And he still wasn't conscious or alert, but um, he was breathing. So got the pulse back, got his breathing back, and uh, started turning regular color. And then um, Southfield officers got there and gave me another shot of Narcan. So I gave him another one, and he uh, started coming to. And then uh, medics got there and administered an IV, and uh, he woke up. Wow. Impressive. Uh -huh. Pretty remarkable, and the uh, recommendation from Sergeant Tackett indicated, it is my belief that because of Officer Roberts' quick thinking, his quick response, and his quick delivery of vital life-saving efforts, that he has, in fact, saved the um, citizen's life from, citizen from dying of a narcotic overdose, as it is unknown how long his heart stopped and was not breathing. Officer Roberts arriving so quickly and administering Narcan may have been the defining factor of recovery. I believe Officer Roberts was exemplary in his duties and made our department shine. It was later discovered that the subject had overdosed on heroin. Mm. So uh, P.S. Officer Roberts will need more narcan. <laughs> so. Yes, for sure. It sounds like he's up. That's awesome. I think that's great. That's a tremendous result. Yeah, congratulations. It's just, uh, you know, that, I, that's the second time, at least that I know of, of just absolutely exemplary, exemplary policing, you know, last, last time it was on the national stage, but uh, this time it was, it was just local, but you, yeah. it was great. It saved the guy's life and that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you really know, glad you were there. Thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you. Be safe. I will. You guys good with me? Yes. Yeah. Have a good You're day. You're welcome Thanks to stay for the next two or three hours. I appreciate everything. All right. All right. Take care, Officer Roberts. Good job. Thank you. Um, next, we're going to have to uh, go into the Zoning Board of Appeals. So we would have to um, adjourn the City Council meeting. And I make a motion to adjourn the City Council meeting. And open. No, and it's, he made the motion. You need a second. And, and, and open as the as the and ZBA. and open the ZBA. Second. second. Thank you. So I'm calling to order the zoning boards of appeals. Um, roll call, please. Roll call, Mayor Garrett. Present. And you're still in Laker Village, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and my soul is here. <laughs> yes, Lathan Village, Michigan, uh, Oakland County. Okay. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor. Present, Lathan Village, Michigan, Oakland County. Council Member Ferguson. Present, Lathan Village, Michigan, Oakland County. And Council Member Siddiqui. 
I'm here, live in Village, Oakland County, Michigan. Okay, you have a quorum. Thank you. Um, we need a, a motion for the approval of minutes for the Zoning Board of Appeals from April 19th, 2021. I'll make a motion to approve the April 19th, 2021 ZBA uh, minutes. Thanks. Second. Thank you. It's been approved and second. Is there any uh, discussion? Hearing none, roll call, please. Roll call, Council Member Ferguson? Yes. Here. Board Member Garrett? Yes. Board Member Cantor? Yes. Board Member Sabiki? Yes. Motion carry to accept the minutes of April 19th, 2021 of the ZBA uh, Zoning Board of Appeals meeting. Thank you. Um, next, we have the ZBA public hearing for 18129 Sunnybrook Avenue. Ms. Cheryl, I think it's Ms. Cheryl, yes. Thank you. I, I was going to ask either Jill or Susie to take this one since it was a recommendation from the um, Planning Commission. Thank you. Hi, this is Jill Bain. I can take this one if you'd like. Great. Thank you. All right. Um, and I apologize. I'm in the car, so I don't have a video on. Um, but just to give a brief introduction, this uh, property request by the property owner is to um, replace a fence that's already existing along the property line, along the um, east side of their property line, um, replace it with a new fence of, the, of a vinyl material. Um, but the ordinance limits the fence placement in the front yard to 42 inches and the applicant is proposing to continue the fence at the full six feet in height all the way to the front uh, property line. Um, and so the request for the variance is for the portion of the fence that is in the front yard from uh, 42 inches to uh, 72 inches or six feet. And, and I believe you have the rest of the information in there. Okay, so the consideration zoning um, ordinance variance. Um, just reading all this. Does anyone have any questions? Well, as the applicant, can I introduce it? Why don't we open up the public hearing first? And see <laughs> okay, yep. We can let the applicant address uh, any questions or concerns okay. that, that the ZBA may have. Okay. So I want it just to be noted because um, in just, I think that because it is you that just, you know, right, because you're recusing yourself. I'm recusing myself. So, yes. You know, not to be in the process at all, just to be yeah. able to answer some questions. Right, but as the as the applicant, you typically get to you make some comments, so. You are a different kind of applicant, though. So. <laughs> okay, so, um, so opening up the uh, public, uh, public hearing um, for uh, the zoning ordinance uh, variance. I know that we had, uh, one that I read in the study session. I will tee that up. It looks like we do have a hand up regarding this. Richard Mandale. No, we can't hear you. I, I can't hear him, but I hear Blipping in the background. 
That's my phone. Oh, sorry. We can see your chat, Richard. We just can't yep. hear you. Are you on mute? I think it has to, okay. How's can anybody hear me now? Yes. Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yes, um, I'm. Uh, uh, my wife and I have the building that's uh, that's that's next to um, what we're talking about, and we fully support uh, having the the fence right there, and we support the variance. Thank you. Um, we also have Sabrina Smith that is in the uh, Q&A. Um, one, we are still having problems with traffic, too many cars on east side of Sunnybrook Avenue. Um, and the next one, we already have problems with the through traffic that's supposed to be controlled with the sign. So I'm not really, I'm thinking this is not regarding um, the actual variance. I know she's right. uh, got comments regarding discount tires, special land use application. So, okay. Sabrina Smith's hand is up though. If you could um, unmute her, Kelda. There you go, Miss Smith. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Yep. Yes, regarding uh, well, discount tires. I don't know if you want to speak no. on that. No. Okay. So up the street sign. The uh, this is just about the uh, uh, alley vacation. No, no, it's about the variance request. I'm sorry, the variance. I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the variance. Where are we speaking on? This would be on Sunnybrook um, next to, um, it's gonna be on the west side of Sunnybrook. Oh, okay, I'm on the east side. Disregarded then. No, we're right behind discount. Oh, right behind discount. Yeah, we're talking across the street from it. Okay. And you're talking about a fence put up? Pardon me? A fence? Are we speaking on a fence? I'm not sure what we're talking about because I'm talking about the wall discount tires, but you're not ready to discuss that. No, ma'am, I don't believe that's even on our, I don't believe that that is part of, no, it's not part of the ZBA. So no, ma'am, it's not. This okay, case. well then disregard. All right. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Uh -huh. Next person we have up is Christopher J. Can you hear me now? Yes, sir. Yep. So I was just wondering out of curiosity. We lost you. I can't do can you can you repeat totally oh, no, lost. I was, just one second go ahead um, no i was just wondering why the fence Field. has to be clear according to the zoning i didn't get the question uh, I, the ordinance I, I understand i think i understand what the question is the question was why does the fence need to only be 42 inches in the front yard was that and see through, and see through gel and see through and see through okay. um, because it is intended primarily to, um, well, if you would envision a street that had uh, fences all the way out to the front sidewalk, it that presents a very different look than having the, the yards, the front yards all in open space, um, promoting um, more walkability in the area, but also visibility is an important aspect to consider. 
Um, and that's why the ordinance requires the fence to be shorter so that um, if people are in their driveways and pedestrians are walking along the sidewalk that they are able to be seen. Um, so there is, there's twofold, it's part aesthetics and part safety. So then my question, because this is kind of similar to the question that I was asking um, for my house. To me, being at the end of the neighborhood and there being commercial buildings immediately next door, it doesn't make sense. And where the fence line is located, there's still plenty of room, unless you happen to be a cheetah, to see someone walking down the street as you're pulling out of your driveway. So it just didn't necessarily make sense to me. Jill, did you want to um, comment on that more or? Well, I, I don't know that that was a point that needs to me to and respond to. I'm not really sure what the, if there was a question or if it was really a comment. So like, I, I like, will if you focus on that. So I guess my question would be, like, I understand the need for walkability and that does make sense you know, like within the neighborhood, but at the edge of a commercial property, would it not make more sense to provide some kind of delineation between neighborhood space and the neighbor and the commercial space rather than something that just allows like free flowing visual, like I wouldn't want to look at a building, like I've got greenery on my part of the yard that kind of blocks being able to see the commercial building, like, just makes sense so the fence would make more sense this time I get to do can you mute everyone else um Kelda, please? or cheryl can you mute everyone else or am i hold on and wait did that stop the echo no 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 I, it was i see that someone else was okay thank you cheryl so um i'm not really sure if this is during this is something that we want to address during the the zb uh excuse me yeah the 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 zoning ordinance variance for this particular situation so i guess i'm I, i'm just trying to get clarity is this specifically about the fence at 18129 sunnybrook avenue yeah I, I don't see that there's anything wrong with the fence okay that's okay thank you i just want to make sure okay do you have any um other questions no okay thank you does anyone else have any other questions? I was just having a hard time hearing. That was a problem I was having. I think Mr. Mandel's hand is raised. He has another question. Okay, Mr. Mandel, did you have another question? Yes, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Okay, yes. My understanding is that uh, the fence that's uh, being replaced is gonna be the exact type and height of what's already there. Uh, there was a question uh, brought up about safety. I don't believe that there was um, uh, an issue or there ever has been any issue about any accidents or, or, or even any problems with the view. So my understanding is that it's gonna be the same type and the same height. And, and what really has changed in, in over the years is, the, um, is the, the zoning requirements for the fence. So the fence is good, the issue here is, do we uh, change the fence from what it from from what it is to something different? And um, and we we support um, uh, the fence uh, being uh, rebuilt, updated uh, as as you know. Of course, it ages. 
of, of the of the same type that's there. And that's my understanding that uh, what the um, what we're discussing here. So again, um, we're fully in support of that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, is there any other questions in regards to the fence at 18129 Sunnybrook Avenue? Any hands up, Kelda? Me. <laughs> oh. You have a question? Oh, no, I've got comments that I'd like to make. Okay. Okay. So, um, obviously, uh, you know, I'm on close the public hearing and let the applicant make the oh, statement. Okay. Yeah, so, I'm sorry. I'm in the public hearing at this time. I apologize. Okay, obviously, uh, I'm on council, but uh, like like any other resident, you know, I can periodically have issues uh, that you know need to be resolved by the city. Um, so obviously, I will be recusing myself from uh, voting on this and let the the remaining members of the ZBA make make any determination. The one thing I do want to say is that I was told that you know if I wasn't an elected official, this was was so obvious of a hardship, which I'll get into in a second. Um, that it probably would have been administratively approved, but I wanted to go through the uh, formal uh, ZBA variance procedure for full transparency so that residents, you know, would, would see exactly what, what, what's going on. Um, that said, real quickly, uh, history, um, you know, this, this existing wood privacy fence is six feet tall. It's been there for 32 years. It was one of the first things I did when I moved in because we were looking directly into uh, a parking lot. As some of the people have said, it's falling apart. Uh, and, and needs to be replaced. I'm not trying to do anything different. Um, just replace it with 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 what is what is there now. However, um, as Richard just just mentioned, sometime in that 32 year period, the um, uh, zoning ordinance changed. You know, allowing only a maximum a height of 42 inches, and that it had to be a, a see-through fence. And as you all know, as uh, zoning board of approval me members, that in order for a variance to be approved, there has to be a hardship. And there's an obvious hardship in, in, in this particular instance. And that hardship is that the, um, the, the, the zoning, our zoning ordinance requires a five to six foot masonry wall, screen wall, um, where the commercial property abuts the uh, R1 residential district. So there's a wall that's required to be there and it's not there. Um, and in, you know, in 2006, that property was fully redeveloped and that wall should have been placed in 2006, but um, you know, there, there's nobody in the city who can determine why that wall didn't happen. If it didn't happen, there should have been a variance request uh, from the building owners, which which never occurred. So some type of off, off book event allowed that uh, wall not not to be uh, built. And because there's no wall, um, you know, we're subject to looking at a parking lot, uh, you know, and all of its constant activity. There's no buffer from the noise. There's no buffer from, you know, stray light when cars come in there at night constantly and turn around to go out the other way. Um, as well as you know, trash buildup coming through from 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 the parking lot. Um, and what's what what I find to be incredibly ironic is that the screen wall requirement is there for exactly the reasons why I'm putting up a fence because of the the, the noise pollution, the light pollution, the trash, the the lack of of, of privacy. Um, so I'm I'm actually trying to do at my own expense what should have been done by the um, by the building owner. Um, and then just to address the, the, the site issue, um, you know, if that fence weren't there, there is heavy, heavy landscaping. We can still see through it, but there is, especially in the, in the fall and the winter, but, um, you know, there, there, there is landscaping there. So it really doesn't change the, the, the view to have, have the fence there. So, um, 
So that should be hardship enough to you know approve the variance. But one other thing I also want to mention is that um, the ZBA has, has had the in, in past history has approved front yard um, uh, privacy fence variances for corner lots, and and you can find those all, all over the city uh, where front yards have six foot privacy fences, and we are uh, technically a, a corner lot. So so just to, to summarize, you know we want to put in a six foot fence instead of a three and a half foot fence. Um, we want it to be privacy and, and instead of see-through. Um, and obviously, if we had a, a three and a half foot fence or a see-through fence, it doesn't abate any of the, the issues uh, that, that we have to deal with, um, you know, living uh, next to a parking lot. So we're just trying to get some peace and tranquility uh, that all other uh, residents, you know, who, who live along the, uh, the, the business frontage are afforded that, that I'm not because there's no wall there. Thank you. Any um, council members have any questions? I'm excuse me, um, ZBA members have any questions? Yeah, are we gonna uh, review the statements that came in from the from the residents regarding uh, this property? Those those are for the vacation, not for the variance request. Oh, I right. see. Okay, all right, my mistake. Any other questions? Uh, take a motion to adjourn the uh, Zoning Board of Appeals and reconvene as the City Council. Uh, I think this is an action item for the Zoning yeah. Board of Appeals that needs to be addressed. I guess it would be. I don't have it in my, uh, you know me, I read what I no, see. I, on I, <laughs> there um, is a public hearing already. So, oh, let me look that one. Nope, that's not it. If you have the packet, it's the suggested motion is on page seven. Okay. To approve or deny the request of petitioner Bruce Cantor at 1829 Sunnybrook Avenue for a variance from section 5.16.H of the City of Lathrop Village Zoning Ordinance and authorize the applicant to replace the existing six foot privacy fence with a six foot vinyl fence. So before we go with that, let me explain. So you all will all um, understand what I was doing. So I am actually looking at HTML of our packet. It has no numbers on it. Uh, you have to click on each one to figure out which one you're supposed to be reading from. And so it does not say that this is the, the it just says memo. So. I apologize for coding everyone up, but there you have it. <laughs> the suggested motion um, that uh, Cheryl just said. Who would like to make the motion? Can I make that motion that Cheryl just said? I don't have it in front of me either. <laughs> I'm, at, I'm having a computer problem. I cannot bring it up at all. So the suggested motion is to approve or deny the request of the petitioner, Bruce Cantor at 818129 Sunnybrook Avenue for a variance from section 5.6, thank you, H of the City of Lather Village Zoning Ordinance and authorize the applicant to replace the existing six foot privacy fence with a six foot vinyl fence. 
I'll make our motion to approve the applicant at 18129 Sunnybrook Avenue in accordance with section 5.16H. Uh, that, um, that allows the applicant um, to replace the existing six foot privacy fence with a six foot vinyl fence. Second. Okay, it's been well moved and second. Is there any discussion further around there? Hearing none, roll call, please. Roll call. Board Member Ferguson? Yes. Board Member Garrett? Yes. Board member Cantor. Uh, I will recuse myself. Board member Siddiqui. Yes. Motion carried. Thank you very much. Now we will adjourn the, uh, well, take a motion to adjourn the uh, Zoning Board of Appeals and reconvene as the City Council. Make a motion to a zone, uh, adjourn the Zoning Board of Appeals and reconvene as uh, City Council of Lathrop Village. Second. Um, and we are adjourned. So um, we a call back to order the uh, City Council meeting. Do we have to do the roll call again or we're good? I keep forgetting. That would be either Scott or Cheryl or Yvette. A roll call. Thank you. Roll call, please. Board Member Garrett. To adjourn right. the ZBA. We already adjourned the ZBA, so we're going back to City Council. Okay, to adjourn the ZBA and return as City Council. Yes, ma'am. Okay. And that would be um, Mayor Pro Tem Cantor. Yes. Council Member Ferguson. Yes. And Council Member Siddiqui. Yes, to me too. I said yes. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Okay. Motion carried. You've returned to City Council. Okay. So now we're to the um, portion of, this is the study session that you have up right now, Cheryl, so you can just stop sharing your screen. Okay. So this is for the, uh, the consent agenda. All items listed under consent agenda are considered to be routine and non-controversial by the city council and will be approved by one motion. There will be no separate discussion. If a discussion is desired, that items, item items will be removed from the consent agenda and discussed separately immediately after the after consent agenda approval in its normal sequence on the regular agenda. Would anyone like to make the motion for the consent agenda, which includes minutes from May 10th budget study session, minutes from city council budget study session, session May 17th, 2021, minutes from the city council regular meetings, May 17th, minutes from May 25th, 2021, city council fiscal year, 2021-22 budget hearing and special meeting, and then special city council meeting June 7th. I'll make a motion to approve the consent agenda. Second. It's been moved and second. I believe there was no discussion on that one. Roll call, please, for approval. Well, is there any discussion? Sorry. Hearing none, roll call, please. Roll call. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor. Yes. 
Council Member Siddiqui? Yes. Council Member Ferguson? Yes. And Mayor Garrett? Yes. Consent agenda adopted. Motion carried. Thank you. Um, next is up for the disbursements reports. I'll make a motion to approve the April disperse, disbursement reports for a total of $462,764.03. Uh, that's comprised of expenditures from the following funds, the general fund, $244,897,000, uh, major road fund, $12,184, local road fund, $11,453, uh, capital fund, $10,335, uh, the DDA, $17,744, and then the water and sewer uh, fund for $166,119. Second. It's been moved and second. Is there any discussion? Hearing none, roll call, please. Roll call. Council Member Siddiqui? Yes. Council Member Ferguson? Yes. Mayor Garrett? Yes. And Mayor Pro Tem Cantor. Yes. Motion carried Thank to you. approve the disbursement reports. You're welcome. And next we have departmental reports. First one is the building department reports, May 21st. Then code enforcement's June report, CED department report, June 2021. And then police, May police department reports. And last, Lather Village Recreation Department outdoor event management plan safe play initiative madam mayor yes i am having major computer issues <laughs> okay i'm only seeing half of that screen and on some occasions i cannot reboot that uh, link at all so please bear with me okay so would anyone like to do the approval of the departmental reports yeah. I'll, I'll make a motion to approve the department reports Is there is there any discussion? Just there's a lot of things going on, and it's it's just great to see. Uh, departments are plugging along, doing doing their thing, so it's great. Anyone else? Okay, roll call, please. Roll call. Councilmember Ferguson. Yes. Mayor Garrett. Yes. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor. Yes. And Councilmember Siddiqui. Yes. Motion carried to approve the department reports. Thank you. Um, so now we will have come to the point of the uh, public comments for items that's on the agenda. Um, and speakers are limited to three minutes. Please um, let us know if you have anything that you would like to discuss. And then I will also be teeing up the comments that we received in um, via email. Currently no hands raised. Okay, thank you. Um, let me try to find this again. Sorry, I think it's this one. Oh, sorry. So this is a public comment submitted on Friday, June 18th at 3 p.m. from Roger Lynn. Um, Kelly, yes. Wouldn't that go under the public hearing? Isn't that, isn't that public comments for the public hearing? 
Um, it's also comments for items that's on the agenda. Okay, I just wanna make sure we're doing it in the appropriate place. So this one says public comment submission. So I would assume that that would go under public comments, right? Scott? If, if, the, if it's dealing with the proposed vacation, then the, the appropriate time to make those comments would be during the public hearing on that. If there's any other comments uh, relating to other agenda items, um, I believe there is one about the discount tire, which comes up later on, that this would be the appropriate time for, the, for those public comments. Okay. Yes, hello, can anybody hear me? Yes, hear? Yes, yes, uh, um, I understand um, uh, Mr. Baker says this is the time to make comments about the public alleyway vacation. No. That's, All right. It's during the hearing, and this is public comments for everything else that's on the. Um, Very the, good. Um, thank you. So there was a email that was submitted regarding um, the. Oh nope. Sorry. So there was something that was regarding. Um, <sighs> regarding the bell tire this is where miss smith you may speak at this time sabrina smith is she still there yeah she's she's on mute hello yep you hear you do you hear you hear me Yes, ma'am. Okay, and regarding the discount, regarding discount one, correct? Yes. Uh, yes. Discount wants to build this wall in our that will come on the side, but it will also block off somewhat uh, our street. So in the fall or the winter time, when they do a lot of tire changing and cars come around off of Southfield of Eleven Mile, it blocks the entryway into our street on Southfield. I mean on Sunnybrook. However, if they build the wall, they probably, I believe they wanna expand their area right there on the corner to pull more cars in. But it's causing um, problems for our street, uh, the, the resident, the noise, the, the clogging of the corner. So uh, we necessarily didn't want, I didn't want that wall. I don't particularly need that wall. Thank you. That was one concern. And the second, well, there was another concern. We have a, a two big, huge signs that says no through traffic. And we still get tons of traffic coming through our street. <laughs> and I, I don't expect the police to always catch everyone because they have other duties and obligations to do. So we either need to come up with another brainstorm idea to keep this traffic coming through because they're totally ignoring the sign. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Was there anyone else that had a question or I should say a comment for anything on the um, agenda? And there is one more and Cheryl, I can't seem to find it from Mr. Bachelor. Did he submit that for public comment or was that for to each of us individually?
Well, I mean, the ones that I receive, I read them into public comment. Mm -hmm. Would you like me to read it then? Yes, please. I can't find it. Dear neighbors, Carmen, Beverly Rose, Lana, Phil, and Sabrina Aaron, please share with any neighbors that you feel might be interested. Please look over the attached correspondence between DDA Director Susie Steck and ourselves. As far as we are concerned, the proposal that Discount Tire has made to the City of Lathrop Village in regard to the wall slash fencing that will be surrounding the lot behind their building is not acceptable. The attached picture of their building in Clinton Township is in a very commercial neighborhood directly on Gratiot Avenue. In no way can that neighborhood compare to our lovely city of Lathrop Village. Their proposed wall and fencing will be exposed to Sunnybrook Avenue. This certainly is not the type of materials that should be used on our residential street. This Tire is a five and a half billion dollar company and is very well respected in the industry. Their storefront is over 100 located in, store count is over 100 located in the states across our country. Their model has always been to please their local customers and the neighborhoods where their stores are located. Because of the proximity of their store at 11 Mile I-696 and Southfield Road, this is especially important to them. We are certain that they will be pleased to take into account and accept our plans and input. It will be a winning situation, one that will showcase their store and please our residents. In Susie's letter to us, she stated that the next city council meeting will be on Monday, June 21st remotely and would like us to be a part of that discussion, expressing our concerns at that time. Also attached is the type of fencing that we feel would enhance the redo of the space behind their building. The brick columns would, could be constructed out of the same material as they proposed new addition on the Sunnybrook side of their building. We are open to any ideas that you might share with us. Our best to all of you, Chuck and Colleen Batchelor. Thank you. Is there any other um, public comments that's going to be for the items that's on the agenda? Okay, hearing none. Um, and now to the public hearings. Public hearings for the vacation of a portion of the Southfield Road Alley. And who would like to introduce that? I can introduce that. Thank you. All right, so the, the city has received a request uh, from Mr. Cantor, a resident uh, located on Sunnybrook Avenue, that's requesting to vacate a portion of the 11, of the Southfield, the Western Southfield Road alleyway between Sunnybrook Avenue and West 11 Mile. The uh, applicant is present, obviously, as a council member, but he's going to be recusing himself from, from this discussion. Uh, Sorry, I'm a bit under the weather, my voice here. Uh, he's going to, be, going to be recusing himself, but this, this is a request for city council to vacate a portion of the alleyway. As part of that request, uh, the city is required to conduct a public hearing. There is no action item on the agenda for this this evening, given the uh, vacation or given the absence of Councilwoman Stallings and her resignation. Uh, so tonight is simply the public hearing. The council is accepting public comments with respect to the vacation of that alley. I'm sure Mr. Cantor has more to add. You know me too well. Thank you. Um, so the public hearing is open. 
Is there anyone that would like to be heard? I do have a couple of um, letters to read into record. And because the, the screen is shared, I can't see if somebody's hand is up. So you will have to tell there are me. No hands Thank you. Okay, so then I'll read this now. Uh, it was submitted on Friday, June 18th, three o'clock by Roger Lynn. Um, it is a question about question concerning request to vacate public alleyway at 18129 Sunnybrook. Number one, with Bruce Cantor currently on city council, isn't this considered a conflict of interest? Um, number two, will other homes or alleyways within LV also be allowed the same right as what is being requested by Bruce? Number three, if trash is the concern, why isn't Rami Swiden, code enforcement officer, not giving citations to commercial property owners? Number four, if the city agrees to Bruce's request, there is no mention in the notice of public hearing what the selling price is for this segment of land. Please advise selling price. Thank you. The next one was a letter that was sent in. While you're looking, uh, Mr. Mandel has his hand raised. Okay, um, I have it up, but go ahead, Mr. Mandel. Is he still on mute? Sorry about that. Um, can anybody hear me? We can hear you. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, yes, I'm, um, I'm in favor of the uh, vacating. Um, I represent the, the, the commercial property that it's also in question here, uh, represent Landland Holdings. Uh, we currently have a license uh, uh, for the parking lot that's in question. And, um, and, and that property is, uh, I believe, should be vacated because there's an existing parking lot that's on it. Um, and the other uh, portion is residential property. I think that, um, that this property serves no further use for um, <coughs> and, um, and, it, and it doesn't make, it doesn't make sense to continue uh, licensing the, this, this portion. Um, so so I, I am in favor of uh, vacating it and, and separating the property from where the parking lot is and on one side and where all the vegetation is on the other side. Thank you very much. Thank you. The um, other public comment, comment is from Mr. Rob of Tamari, Tamarelli, sorry. Um, I live at 18485 Dolores Avenue, Lather Village. I like to comment on the proposed vacation of the alley between 18129 Sunnybrook and 2704751 Southwell Road business addresses. I would recommend a no vote. The city should not be in the business of providing land grants. Alleyways are provided to ease Main Street traffic, 
provide service and alternate access to establishments on the main road for the benefit of the public. This alley currently provides that function. The petitioner's request, which seems heavy with personal appeals, includes his general maintenance activities. Sorry, the petitioner's request, which seems heavy with personal appeals, including his general maintenance activities, should be applauded as good civic action actions, but does not deem worthy of the city gifting him the property, which is which, as the claimant himself states, raises the value of the property. If the city if the city property which has been abused by neglect of the appropriate code practices as stated, the city should seek action against the owners of the property to uphold the codes of the city. The, the petitioner understands this, this as he states, while a five to six feet high masonry screen wall buffer is required by ordinance, it does not currently exist. The petitioner as an informed council member and citizen of the Lather Village of Lather Village should seek relief via existing code violation relief, not by petitioning for gifting of property. Lastly, the petitioner at one point states, the city has no existing or future uses planned for this alley, yet later on indicates a future Southfield Road project would provide additional value to the owners of the building with regard to buyout of their property from the future project. Therefore, it seems there is indeed some future use for property and in fact, real value in this alley for whomever owns the property. If for some reason the city deems the alley in its entirety or split as a petitioner is requesting is of no longer use to the city, the city should in fact offer to sell the property via public auction to the highest bidder. Is there anyone that would like to be heard during the public hearing? That's all I have for things that were sent in. Yes, uh, Richard Mandel representing uh, Landland Holdings. Uh, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, thank you. Sorry, I'm, I'm new at this. I, I don't use Zoom very often. Uh, I, I listened to the letter and the uh, the writer is, is very eloquent, but he, he, miss, he, he doesn't understand the facts as I heard them. I believe that the, uh, the petitioner who, who is writing that letter believes that this is a functional alleyway. It is not. There is no, there is no alley at all. It has been um, um, uh, taken over by vegetation and a parking lot. So this and and this um, and this alleyway has no value to the city. There is there is a, no independent buyer that would buy such a small strip of land. I believe it's thirty feet wide, and uh, and also Chase Bank is on the other side. So this. Uh, uh, vacation. I'm not quite sure where where the boundaries are, but there uh, there's at least um, I believe three owners. There's Chase Bank, who which the alleyway goes through. There's the Veritas Building. There's Landland Holdings and Mr. Cantor's property. So I guess that's four. So this this um, this land has no value to the city. Thank you very much. Is there um, anyone else that would like to be heard during the public hearing um, on the vacation of a portion of the Southfield Road Alley? I assume again, I'll get to make my comments as the applicant after the public hearing. That's what I was gonna do. Perfect, just, just checking. 
there anyone's hand up, Calda? Oh. Okay, go ahead, Bruce. Scott, did you want to say anything before I go on? I know there were some things that weren't factual, and I know you said earlier you were going to correct them. Uh, uh, why don't you go ahead, and if there's anything left after that, um, Mr. Mandel did touch on some, some of those inaccuracies, but I'll, I'll let you make your presentation. Per perfect. Okay. Um, yeah, everybody knows I'm thorough, so I will try to be as quick as possible. This one will be a little bit longer than, than the prior one. But again, um, you know, as noted earlier, even though I am a council person, you know, I do have matters like anyone else that, that require resolution and as the applicant. Again, I will be recusing myself from any involvement in the decision and allowing council, the, the remaining council members to make an unbiased decision at, at a later date. Uh, again, this is a request to vacate the public alleyway that's not used by the city, as Mr. Mandel pointed out, uh, to the three property owners on, on both sides. Um, I do want to emphasize the point that this is a request that any resident can make, because I know that question has come up and it came up in some of the external public comment. Um, so any resident can make this. And in fact, city council has on, on multiple occasions uh, granted alleyway vacations or encroachment licenses to residents and business owners who um, wanted to uh, use uh, a public alleyway. And in fact, since, two, since 2000, there have been 27 of these requests uh, that have been granted. 11 of them were alleyway vacations, and there have been uh, a few in the, in the uh, past year. And um, you know, in, in all of the 11 uh, alleyway vacations, there was no fee charged to the, the resident. The, the city deemed the, the land unusable and uh, deeded the uh, the portion to the, the, the adjacent property owners. Um, ideally, I would have loved to have made this made this request when I was uh, not on council for appearance sake, but um, uh, unfortunately, there's been some some issues that have arisen that uh, have made this a little bit more time sensitive. So, uh, real quickly, as as history, um, in 2006, this this building was was raised and completely redeveloped as a two story modern building. Um, and during this project, as as has been stated, the city uh, allowed the commercial property owner to pave 10 feet of the alleyway for necessary parking. And I say necessary parking because the only way that building could have been built is if that portion of the alley was used for parking. Because if, if they didn't have those parking spaces, they wouldn't have the minimum required parking spaces for uh, our, our, in order to meet our zoning requirements. So, um, so they were allowed to pave that 10 feet and make landscaping uh, improvements on the, on the other 10 feet. So the city allowed the building owner to commercially use and profit off of the entire 20-foot alleyway without any formal alleyway vacation, uh, without an encroachment license, without a lease, without any type of, of easement or agreement. So they essentially gave the entire property uh, to the commercial building owners, which uh, goes against our ordinance that was in, in place at the time and is currently in place in terms of you know, how a vacation actually works. Um, in addition, as I mentioned in the ZBA discussion a little bit earlier, uh, the zoning ordinance requires a five to six foot uh, masonry screen wall when a commercial property abuts the residential district. Um, and again, for this wall not to have been built, a variance would have been required um, and no variance was ever, ever filed. So our city officials, our attorney, uh, planner, uh, you know, economic developer are all perplexed in terms of how this, this property was allowed to uh, redevelop without building the, the, the required wall since no variance uh, was ever given. Um, and then lastly, um, if, as far as the history goes, the, the owner of the two-story building um, has historically provided no, 
no maintenance to the alleyway uh, or landscaping, which, which has resulted um, in a dramatically uh, diminished and ineffective buffer, um, providing us with no privacy, uh, causes noise and light issues and trash issues. Um, so for example, there's, there's two gaping holes in the landscaping that are about 15 to 20 feet wide. So we, we look out our window or in our backyard and we look straight at 11 mile and Southfield Road intersection. Um, and have light coming in, you know, constantly uh, in, in the evening. And, and so because of their lack of maintenance, you know, I'm spending, you know, at least six or seven days a, a year weeding, pruning, spraying, raking, taking care of the, uh, the property to abate this, this eyesore, not to mention, you know, all the weekly, weekly trash pickups. So that's a little bit of the history. Um, in terms of the rationale and why I think uh, council should approve this, this vacation, um, first off, for, for an alley vacation to occur, the city must have no current or future use planned uh, for the alley in question. And for my discussion with, with city officials, this is exactly the case. There is no uh, planned use of that, that alleyway. Um, if the city were to use this alleyway for any purpose, um, the buildings that are adjacent to the alleyway would have to close because they would no longer have the necessary parking requiring, required for them uh, to, to operate. Um, they, they rely on using this alleyway um, commercially for their businesses to function. Um, also, in, in the past, there has been some discussion about linking the alleyways up into a continuous alleyway. Um, this hasn't been done because of the massive cost uh, associated with doing that. And if, that, if we were to even find the, the money to be able to do that, uh, again, it wouldn't make sense given that it would shut those buildings down for lack of parking and there's no egress to 11 Mile Road. Um, or to Sunnybrook for that matter. So if, we, if there was an egress made to 11 Mile Road, it would have to go through the Chase Bank building, um, which, which would again, kill another, another business. Um, and then the other thing to mention is council knows the environmental assessment for the Southfield Road Boulevard project is complete and we've moved into the funding phase. So while you know, I've been here 30 years and for every five years we hear it's five years down the road, it's five years down the road, well, we've been told it's it's five years down the road again, but this is a lot more realistic um, because you know we're, we're we've met all the hurdles and we're just waiting for funding. So when this happens, um, the entire commercial building will be taken over by Oakland County. Oakland County will take over that property uh, via eminent domain, uh, and it will become the Southfield Road right of way, um, which would preclude any constructive use of of, of that uh, city-owned alleyway by by the city. So this, this property was essentially vacated by the city already in 2006, and it was done improperly um, with no formal arrangement between the building owner and the city. Um, further, the, the city ordinance requires alleyway vacations to be split down the middle with half going to each of the adjacent property owners. Um, that did not happen um, in 2006. And this request is, is really a simple one, just to formalize the alleyway vacation um, that took place in 2006 in a proper manner that's consistent with the ordinance back in 2006, as well as the ordinance uh, currently. And then just to finish up here in, in terms of, you know, why do, why, why do we want to do this? Um, it's because we have no privacy and we're, we're not afforded the, you know, the peace and the tranquility that, that every Lathrop Village resident is, is entitled to. You know, as we noted, there's, there's no buffer wall that's required. Um, the only buffer is the landscape, which has gaping holes, uh, provides no benefit for, for half the year when there, are, when there are no leaves on the tree. It's grossly under-maintained, filled with weeds, riddled with trash, and it's, it's a complete eyesore, as you can see from the pictures that, that I included in my, in my documentation. So vacating this alleyway 
um, would, would mean, you know, first off that the businesses would now own all of their parking and they would have much more security than they do now. Um, and second is that I could then heavily invest my own money um, in this 10 foot wide swath of property to provide both a, a proper and effective buffer and convert it from an eyesore um, you know, to a beautiful green space that would benefit you know, all the, the adjacent property owners. Um, so again, um, you know, that's, uh, those are the comments that I wanna make. I do wanna address um, one comment that was made in the, in the letter that was read into public comment. Um, the author suggests that uh, we seek relief uh, using code enforcement, you know, for the for the buffer zone, but that's that's not a that's not a possibility. We can't use code enforcement to, you know, uh, require a wall when the wall hasn't been there for for 15 years. The only way that we can do that is should they do a major parking lot or building renovation, then we could retroactively apply codes. So that that is not uh, an option. Uh, the other thing he mentioned in the letter, he said that the, uh, um, you know, the future Southfield Road. Um, you know, takeover of that property um, would provide for future use of that that alleyway. It, it doesn't. I mean, the property would be gone, and and the alleyway would still be you know a, a landscaped um, you know parking lot area. So it, it doesn't it doesn't make uh, the alleyway more usable. It makes it less usable. So um, so uh, those those are my comments. And uh, Scott, if if I missed anything. Um, I, I guess the one thing I would might ask you to comment on is the the, the nature of of uh, you know why these 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 properties are are vacated. Like I said, we've done uh, you know twenty seven or eleven of them in the past, and and why there's no cost associated with it to the uh, adjoining property owners. Yeah, and, and typically just uh, I think most of the things that I were going to address have been covered. But just just to touch on that point briefly, you're correct. Uh, my office has. 20 plus years worth of records and not once has the city ever charged um, any applicant for, for either a street vacation or an alley vacation for that property. And primarily the basis for that is because as it's been indicated, the property really is of no value to the city. It was previously platted uh, to be used as a roadway or as, as a, an alley. It just hasn't come to fruition and, and there are no plans to, to develop those areas. So. So it has it has not been charged. Uh, there's never been a charge for this um, or for um, any street or alley vacations. And if council members have any questions, I'd be happy to answer them. Anyone have any questions? No questions. Okay, we'll move on to the action um, requests for um, reading into um, record and accepting as a council reading um, uh, Donna Stallings resignation letter dated May 31st, 2021 um, to the mayor and council. It is with regret that I must inform you of my decision to resign my position as Lather Village Council member effective immediately. I will be leaving this position for personal reasons that will not allow me to complete my tenure to the fullest extent desired. It has been an honor in these past six years to serve our great city of Lather Village and the committed residents who I've grown to know and appreciate. It has also been a wonderful experience to serve with you as my colleagues through the challenges of instituting the changes that will help to transform and build an economically vibrant and sustainable city. 
In closing, I remain committed to serving the city through the various nonprofit and community development organizations where there continues to be a need. I pray God's richest blessings upon our city for good health to follow each household and prosperity for all. Kind regards and blessing, Donna P. Stallings. So at this time, we have to um, take in or basically accept the resignation. Um, Scott, I'm not really yeah. sure. Of the yeah, that's correct. Point. I think you, the city council could take a. Uh, this letter has been submitted to the clerk. The clerk's put it on file, but city council could take a motion accepting the letter of resignation. I'll make a motion to accept uh, the resignation of, of Donna Stallings. Second. It's moved in and second. Is there any discussion on that? Yeah, I just want to thank Donna for her 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 six years of service. Um, you know, uh, we know it's we all know as council members that it's it's a commitment, and want to thank her. And I hope uh, she's doing well, and wish her uh, the best of luck. Um, I too want to say uh, I really appreciate working alongside um, uh, Donna for the last six years. I was very, really disappointed to see that um, she um, was resigning. Um, and I really uh, pray her good, good health in life. Anyone else? Hearing I just, none? I just wish, wish Donna the best. Okay. I wish Donna the best going forward. Okay, roll call, please. Roll call, Mayor Garrett? Yes. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor? Yes. Council Member Siddiqui? Yes. Council Member Ferguson? Yes. Motion carried. Thank you. Next, we have the resolution regarding vacation of the alleyway of the alley west of Southfield Road between West 11 Mile Road and Sunnybrook Avenue. The suggestion motion is to um, propose postpone this request because of the vacancy that's on the city council. Because of this request, you, it's required that four members have to um, vote in uh, to affirm the resolution. So who would like to make the motion to postpone this? I'll make a motion to postpone this. So the motion is to postpone consideration of the resolution regarding the vacation of the alley west of Southfield Road between West 11 Mile Road and Sunnybrook Avenue until July 26, 2021 or future meetings of city council. Is there a second? Second. It's been moved and second. Is there any discussion? Hearing none, roll call, please. Roll call, Mayor Pro Tem Cantor. Uh, Mayor Pro Tem Cantor recuses himself from this vote. Council Member Siddiqui? Yes. Council Member Ferguson? Yes. And Mayor Garrett? Yes. Motion carried to postpone this item. Thank you. The next um, action item is a second reading and consideration of adoption of an, of an ordinance to amend Article 2, sign ordinance of the city code for the city of Lather Village. 
who's introducing that? I'm not sure if we still have Jill here or not, but um, I, can, I can introduce this. So this is uh, second reading. There have, there have not been any changes since the first reading, which was conducted on May 17th of this year. Uh, primary, uh, probably the key updates to the sign ordinance uh, is the inclusion of uh, and regulation of backlit signs or sign uh, illumination, uh, as well as the updating of the ordinance language with respect to temporary signage and expressive signs, just uh, making them current with the current legal standards and, and what other communities are, are doing uh, with respect to those. I don't think there were any other concerns, comments, or questions from the last reading, but if there are, I'd be more than happy to answer them. Thank you. Who would like to make a motion? Yeah, I'll make a motion to approve the second reading and adoption of, of the sign ordinance to amend Article 2 sign ordinance uh, of the city code for the city of Lathrop Village and also want to be specific that uh, that that uh, uh, ordinance uh, starts on page 181 uh, of our packet uh, because there are um, uh, three versions of it in it and that's the, the version with the correct information. Thank you. Second. It's been moved and second. Is there any discussion? Hearing none, roll call, please. Roll call, Councilmember Siddiqui? Yes. Councilmember Ferguson? Yes. Mayor Garrett? Yes. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor? Yes. Motion carried. Thank you. Next, we have the zoning uh, text amendments, Chapter 5, Site Standards, and Chapter 6, Development Review. Sure, I'll take this one. Um, so the Planning Commission has been uh, diligently going through the zoning ordinance and making um, some fairly minor administrative amendments. Uh, essentially to summarize this, there's, uh, this is changing some, uh, there's language in the zoning ordinance pertaining to administrative roles and responsibilities that have uh, kind of caused some confusion in the past with new and existing developments. Uh, we've uh, amended that to uh, reflect the city administrator and or uh, their designee. Uh, in that instance, we've also uh, made some updates to uh, the standards for uh, fences, specifically where they are, uh, where they abut those commercial string walls. And then um, we've also updated um, different elements in the in chapter six of the development um the development review chapter um including information on cannabis as well as um you know changing the number of submission or plants that are required for submission so um, expect to see some more uh, amendments like this but for now we're just asking that you adopt these changes Thank you. Who would like to make a motion? I can make a motion to accept the recommendations from the Planning Commission and adopt the zoning text amendments to Chapter 5, Site Standards of Chapter 6 Development Review. Second. It's been moved and second. Is there any discussion? Hearing none, roll call, please. Roll call. Council Member Ferguson? Yes. Mayor Garrett? Yes. 
Mayor Pro Tem Cantor. Yes. Council Member Siddiqui. Yes. Motion carried. Thank you. Welcome. Next is the first amended special land use resolution for 27,000 Southville Road discount tire. Would you like me to go through that one then? Sure. Okay. Um, oops, looks like I just had it open. Um, bear with me one moment. Okay. Um, as city council is aware, um, the process for uses that require a special approval in the city through the zoning ordinance um, require final approval from the city council after the planning commission's recommendation and public hearing. Um, so this project is located at 2700 Southfield Road. It's comprised of multiple parcels um, and they are on um, 11 Mile, the service drive, Southfield Road and Sunnybrook. The properties um, have all been owned collectively and operated as the tire repair facility for many years. Um, currently, the applicant has proposed some modifications to improve um, the circulation on the site, as well as um, utilize a portion of the lot for parking, and then also uh, to create a small addition to this building for um, dead tire storage. So they're moving some of that inside. So the site should be cleaned up um, and then hopefully some of the circulation issues will improve as well. Uh, so the Planning Commission did review this uh, back in May and had a public hearing and the, um, I think only the outstanding items have been pretty much addressed. Um, I don't think there was anything else remaining other than the items that we had identified in our letter dated May 11th. Um, I know that there are, have been some ongoing conversations about the screen wall. Um, the wall is required, as we were hearing earlier, um, between uh, this parcel and the residential parcel. Um, and I know that there is some uh, ongoing communication about that. and as to how that um, evolves through our conversation, you know, we're happy to help facilitate those discussions. Um, but I'm happy to answer any questions that you might have on this project. Thank you. Only, only thing I'll add to that uh, is that there is an, uh, included in your packet, there is an amended special land use resolution because uh, Discount Tire currently is operating that business as a special land use. Uh, it included in that, uh, in addition to what Jill has stated, yeah, there were some conditions imposed by the Planning Commission that have been added on to that. If there are any additional conditions that Council feels appropriate, we, we can make those amendments. Anything, um, I'm assuming not anything else. Um, anyone want to make the motion? I can make the motion to accept the recommendations from the Planning Commission for the special land use at 27000 Southfield Road and adopt the attached first amended special land use resolution. Second. It's moved and second. Is there any discussion? Yeah, I mean, I think we should, you know, as a council, discuss 
um, the required uh, wall uh, running from the uh, public alleyway to uh, running along Sunnybrook to, the, I don't know what the property address is, but I know it's Mr. Charles Bachelor's uh, yeah. home. Um, he did uh, reach out to, I think, all of us. Uh, I think his his request is, is uh, I think it's reasonable. Um, you know, basically he's asking for uh, a slightly more, I guess, decorative wall, kind of similar to what we would have in the MX district mm -hmm. uh, along that short stretch. Um, and, you know, I, I think I, I'd like to hear, um, you know, Jill and Susie's opinion and thoughts on that matter. Um, and then, you know, I think it might make sense for us to discuss as a council to decide whether or not it makes sense to add that as another uh, stipulation to the, the special land use resolution. That'd be a four to six foot wall added. Well, it's, Susie, do you the, want to talk about it? The applicant, oh, go ahead, Susie. Or, we, I was just gonna say the, the, well, the applicant is here to discuss you know, discuss those, um, discuss the, the wall. Um, and, you know, he's been made aware of uh, the comments um, given to us by Mr. Bachelor. So he, he knows what's going on. Um, I will say that the, the wall is not, it wouldn't be in addition to, Ian, it would, um, the, the wall along Sunnybrook is required and it is indicated on their plans as uh, being a three foot wall and it would currently it would be match it would match the um, the screen wall along the going along the north south property line so um, it would just be transitioning uh, per code from six feet down to three so um, you know I've I've I've, I've spoken to Mr. Bachelor. Um, you know, you saw my communication with him uh, via email was included in the packet. Uh, I certainly don't disagree that um, brick piers with wrought iron fencing and landscaping uh, would be very attractive. Um, I think that uh, if you, if that's something that council wanted, you know, a condition that you wanted to. Uh, place on the approval or something that you wanted to discuss with discount tire. I certainly think that, um, again, having that treatment along the, particularly the Sunnybrook side um, would be, that would be a very nice entrance way onto their property. Um, and if you really wanted to uh, be consistent on the site, I would say, you know, it would be within your purview to say, all of the three foot walls could be that uh, brick piers with wrought iron and landscaping. But um, I mean, as it stands, it's, it's uh, the wall itself is required. So I don't know if Jill, you had anything to add on that or? Um, no, I think I only that um, that the purpose of the wall is to provide not only the screening, but also, um, you know, some noise reduction, um, as we talked earlier. Um, I think that um, they, 
while I understand the concern of the appearance of the wall, um, I think that to some extent, we also need to be thinking ahead beyond the, the current resident who might be okay with it and think about future residents who um, could rightly expect to have a, a full wall there as required by the ordinance. And so that would just be something I would offer as consideration. Yeah, that's why I asked if it was going to be a four to six foot wall because a three foot wall doesn't provide much screening or noise reduction. Right. Well, it's three foot along, as we talked about a little bit earlier, um, you know, as you get in closer to Sunnybrook Road due to, again, the visibility concern. Um, yeah. But then it does go back to um, an increase to a six foot high wall. Okay. Right. But I guess the question I have, uh, Jill, is given that this is this is an east-west wall um, uh, running parallel to Sunnybrook that we're talking about, and that will adjoin to the north-south wall, which will be a proper screening wall. Um, you know, I, I think it's, it, I'm just thinking out loud here, it seems to me that that's more of an aesthetic thing than a functional thing, because the only thing that would be behind that more decorative wall that runs east-west along Sunnybrook would be the parking spaces for discount tire and the property owner would be protected you know via the north north south wall which would be a proper masonry screen wall unless I'm unless I'm missing something so you're seeing along just along the the portion of the fence that is parallel to Sunnybrook and, that, that, the, was, and the 20 foot transition area um, I, I was just referring, my thoughts were just for the, you know, the, you know, running from the public alleyway to the north-south wall. Um, you know, I hadn't really thought about the, 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 the screen wall where it tapers down, but, um, you know, it's as Susie suggested, but I, I was thinking, personally was thinking more towards the, um, you know, the, the, the east-west wall that parallels Sunnybrook. But you're right. I, I do. I do tend to agree with you. You know, I mean, you know, on the north, the north south section, um, you know, we, we do have to take into consideration the fact that Mr. Bachelor is not going to live there forever. Um, and, you know, more than likely the next person that, you know, is there is going to want some sort of privacy. Um, and obviously there's some consistency here as, as a homeowner who just spent, you know, 20 minutes talking about wishing he had a wall. You know, next to his house, you know, I, I, I think we do need, as you said, Jill, you know, on the north south border to look towards the, the future and, and have consistency on that north south, north, north south wall that it is a, a, a privacy wall and it, it does help to abate the sound and the light pollution and the trash and the, you know, the privacy. So, so I, I guess, yeah, I would think just on the east west, you know, Sunnybrook side. So as you get closer to the street, uh, to Sunnybrook. Um, does that wall have to taper down to three feet because of um, yes. safety uh, issues, right? So you have yes. to be able to look over the wall if you're in a car. So as you travel south, um, well, it's running, it's running north-south. So the southern part of it is higher, right? So it's four to Correct. six. Correct. Okay. But the, the concern is now is that little section where you want to go east-west where the parking lot is, right? At least from what I'm proposing, yes. Yeah, so you want to make it three foot, uh, traveling east west, coming towards the 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 um, discount tire parking lot. 
Right. Well, the wall, the, as Jill said earlier, the wall there is required, but but what we're saying is to make it a, a more decorative, you know, wall as opposed to the, the standard stamped concrete. Yeah. I see. And how decorative are you talking? Um, like a rust color brick or what, what are we talking here? It was what in the letter. There, there were pictures in the letter. Yeah, I can't access it right now. I think it's down further, Cheryl. I think that's Cheryl doing that, right? So while we're trying to look for that, Mr. Bashler's hand is up. Could you um, unmute his line, please? Mr. Bachelor, you can unmute your line. Bottom left corner. Mr. Bachelor, is he still there? I don't see him. He may have accidentally disconnected. Okay. Is there any other? Um, and I see that there was a question. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Mr. Baxter, you. There you go. You're not on mute, Mr. Bassler. Well, while we're waiting for Mr. Bachelor, is, is it appropriate um, to hear what the representative from uh, uh, Dyer. Yeah, excuse me. I'm so sorry, so sorry. Oh my God. Um, yes, that'll be fine. Go ahead. All right. Uh, well, this is Joe Westerbake with ENG Engineering. Um, Discount Tire doesn't have any issue um, with either option. If you guys would like to have that other decorative wall on the front face or the north side, um, they have no issue installing that either. So. Well, if, if Thank that's you for the, case, the insight. Appreciate it. Yeah, if that's the case, then I will amend my um, suggested motion to accept the recommendation from the Planning Commission for the Special Land Use at 27,000 Southfield Road um, and adopt the attached first amended special land use resolution with the caveat that the east-west wall uh, that parallels Sunnybrook is uh, the is of a, of a decorative type with the uh, uh, brick columns and uh, iron iron gates that was uh, included in Mr. Bachelor's letter. Can you pause right there? It looks like he, Mr. Bachelor is off of mute.
Mr. Bachelor, you can, I looks like you can start talking. Okay. You made the motion. Um, yeah, I, I amended my motion to include, uh, you know, a, the more decorative uh, fencing option along Sunnybrook. Okay. Second. Second. Okay. It's been moved and second. Is there any further discussion? Yeah, I just wanted to say one other thing. Um, one of the public comments, uh, I think it was uh, earlier in the, the, the open public comment section was talking about um, you know, the possibility that, that this uh, plan by discount tire was going to, you know, increase traffic uh, along the area and that uh, we talked about this at the planning commission. Uh, and that absolutely should not be the case because there really is no no difference. I mean, all they're really doing the, the, the number of parking spaces stays the same. Um, they're just moving some of the parking spaces over to their residential partial um, to allow them to have some additional room to build the structures to uh, uh, store their um, used tires so that they're not in public view anymore. Um, so it really should have no effect on the, the, the traffic flow or the, um, uh, the volume of, of, of people that are coming to and from the facility. So that hopefully that'll alleviate her concerns. Thank you. Any other discussion? Great, Mr. Batchel's back on. Are you there, Mr. Bachelor? Are you there? No. Okay. Mr. Bachelor, you can, um, you're not on mute. Because it is, I'm trying to um, get you to um, give your comment before it goes into the actual um, vote. Or type your comment. Yeah, why don't you try, if, if you can, Mr. Bachelor, why don't you try typing your comment in the chat or the Q&A area? While he's trying to work with the technology, would it be correct to say that what is being proposed by council is essentially what Mr. Bachelor and some of the residents asked for? I was thinking the same thing. And I'm absolutely confident that Mr. Bachelor will let me know first thing in the morning if that is not correct. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, let's go to roll call then. Roll call. Mayor Garrett. Yes. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor. Yes. Council Member Siddiqui. Yes. And Council Member Ferguson. Yes. Motion carried. Thank you. Next up is the city administrator contract consideration request. 
Mayor and Council members, this was as was discussed in your um, study session earlier and in relationship to my annual um, evaluation and review, um, the um, request that I have relative to having um, my compensation and hazard pay coincide with what staff and officers and um, are receiving and then relative to the vacation payout that's already allowed for in my um, contract that I get the payout of the unused 10 vacation days and the rollover of the balance and relative to the severance that the um, there be an addendum to the contract that reflects those changes that we discussed in the summarized in the memo. Thank you. Um, I'm looking at it. I don't see an actual. I don't think I made a suggested motion. Yeah, you don't have one in here. So if anyone would like to make a motion on um, on this. Yeah, yeah. based on our discussion earlier, I'll make a motion to uh, approve the city administrator contact contract consideration requests uh, that are outlined in page two, 281 of tonight's packet. Second. We'll move in second. Is there any discussion? Hearing none, roll call, please. Roll call, Mayor Pro Tem Cantor. Yes. Council Member Siddiqui. Yes. Member Ferguson. Yes. And Mayor Garrett. Yes. Motion carry. Yeah, congratulations, Cheryl. It's well deserved. Congratulations, Cheryl. Next up, we have the 2021-2025 Professional Auditing Services bid and award of contract. Mayor and Council members, if you recall, we had the RFP for the Professional Auditing Services. We received 10 responses. The Audit Committee did a review and evaluation based on the scoring metrics that were provided in the um, the packet that went out. Um, all of the participants on the committee agreed that the contract should be recommended for Plant Moran. This is actually a reduction in the amount that they had previously charged. And the recommendation is for the Plant Moran to get the um, professional auditing contract for the five-year period starting um, 2021. July 1 in the amount of 39,800 that includes 6,000 for the single audit, which we anticipate that we are going to be required to have. And then there is also the option for additional two years, one year at a time after the five years. I'll make a motion to accept the professional auditing service services bid, award a five-year contract with options for two additional years to plant Moran and the authorize and authorize the mayor and or city manager to sign the uh, contract and uh, related documentation on behalf of the city of Lathrop Village. Second. Moved and second, is there any further discussion? Hearing none, roll call please. Roll call, council member Siddiqui. Yes. Council member Ferguson. Yes. Mayor Garrett. Yes. And Mayor Pro Tem Cantor. Yes. Motion carried. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Next up, we have a resolution to direct the city administrator to pre prepare plans and cost estimates for the establishment of a special assessment district for ditch and sidewalk repair and to schedule a public hearing on the advisability of proceeding. 
Well, if you recall, relative to the um, construction of our street projects, we also have to address the, um, the ditches and the culverts. And in this case, for the streets that we're looking at, there are some um, culvert areas that, and ditches that do need to be restructured. So in part of, as part of the um, process, we need to set up the special assessments for those properties. We'll look into it to make certain if how many, if it's 11 or 12. And um, the memo outlines the totality of that process. And this is the first step, which is essentially announcing our intent. I'd like to make a motion. I'll uh, make a motion to adopt the attached resolution to direct the city administrator to prepare plans and cost estimates for the establishment of a SAD, or a special assessment district for, for ditch and sidewalk repair uh, and to schedule a public hearing on the advisability of, of proceeding. Second. Move and second. Is there any uh, discussion? Yeah, a couple, couple things. Um, first off, um, uh, this, this section of Cambridge is, is a section that, that has horrendous uh, uh, ditch problems, uh, and uh, the, the, the special assessment actually, uh, the genesis for that was, was uh, several residents um, requesting uh, a special assessment uh, to the infrastructure committee. Um, so that was, that was how this, this whole process started. Um, the, uh, as, as the city administrator indicated, we'll check to see if there are 12 homes. I believe there are 12 homes based on the um, recommendation that, that council accepted uh, it was, and, and discussions in the um, infrastructure committee. It, it's basically any property that uh, abuts you know, the ditches is, is part of the um, SAD. So we'll, we'll, we'll double check that. Um, and then just also uh, in the accepted um, uh, rec infrastructure recommendation, um, you know, one of the things that we were um, cognizant of is making sure that when we're spending tax dollars, we're spending them uh, as wisely as possible and getting the, the, the most bang for the buck out of, out of the tax dollars. And, and uh, as many of you uh, heard who attended the infrastructure meetings or council meetings where we discussed it, you know, one of the issues with, with non-functioning ditches, especially uh, one like Cambridge, where they are completely uh, non-functional and the water doesn't get carried away, um, you know, the water seeps under the road and damages the road from underneath. So um, uh, long story short, you, you lose, you know, about 10%, possibly more in a bad situation like this of the life of the road. So, uh, the, you know, council doesn't want to be, um, you know, investing uh, money that's that where we're not going to get the full and expected life out of the roadway. So one of the things that we had said is in situations like this, where the um, the SAD gets um, turned down, that the, the city will also move on and not pave that street uh, and move on to a different street. So that is that is one of the potential uh, re repercussions associated with this um, uh, with, with this SAD. So any further discussion? Hearing none, roll call, please. Roll call. Councilmember Ferguson? Yes. Mayor Garrett? Yes. Mayor Garrett? Yes. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor? Yes. And Councilmember Siddiqui? Yes. Motion carried. Thank you. You're welcome. Next, we have the first reading ordinance to amend the City of Lathrop Village Code of Ordinances by adding Chapter 18, Article 6. Is that right? 7. 6. Yeah. 
cannabis. I was waiting for Bruce for a correction. I can't believe it. Um, <laughs> right, so I'm, sorry, I'm, sl I'm slipping. We're on page 293. It's, 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 it's a long way. Are uh, we on the budget amendments? I mean, maybe I, no, I, I'm, uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, budget, yeah. amendment. budget amendments. I'm sorry, I had it up and fired, ready to go. I was going too fast. Consideration of budget amendment. Um, uh, the fiscal year 2021, excuse me, 2021-22 ends on June 30th, 2021. Attached, to, oh, never mind. Just go ahead, <laughs> Cheryl, to introduce it. Okay. Um, this is what we do annually um, towards the end of June, making the second budget amendment that's more reflective of what we've actually spent. Um, this afternoon, I sent to you an amendment to the amendments based on the information that we received from the Oakland County Water Resource Commissioner in regards to um, the Rummel, Rummel drain and those cost allocations to us. So hopefully what you have on your screen is the modification of those recommended uh, amendments. And it also includes the DDA, which is doing quite robustly this year. Thank you. Anyone want to make a motion? I'd like a motion to approve the budget amendments as submitted by the city administrator and DDA for the fiscal year 2020, 2021. Well, actually, yeah, those are the wrong dates, right? 2021-2022 budget year ending June 30th, 2021. Actually, it's the 2021 because it's the current fiscal year, which ends June 30th. Oh, 21. That's the 21. Wrong. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You're correct. Okay. So am I second. right? Second. You're right. It's been moved and second. Is there any discussion? Hearing none, roll call, please. Roll call, Mayor Garrett. Yes. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor. Yes. Council Member Siddiqui. Yes. And Council Member Ferguson. Yes. Motion carried. Thank you. You're welcome. Now we're at J. First reading ordinance to amend the city of Lather Village Code of Ordinances by adding chapter 18 article. I said six, so I'm waiting to again. That correct, Bruce? Uh, Article six, cannabis yeah. businesses. Yeah. Um, so. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Who would like to? Uh, city attorney probably should introduce this. Yeah, I can introduce this one. So this is the the much anticipated uh, introduction, or for, uh, not really introduction, but first official reading of the cannabis business ordinance for the city of Lathrop Village. This. Uh, it was public, it was noticed for this evening, although a public hearing is not required because it's a it's an amendment to the general ordinance. Uh, our charter requires two readings, so this is the first introduction. Not the first time that council has seen this, but it it is a compilation of comments, concerns, suggestions, and input from throughout the process from residents, the city council members, as well as planning commissioners and other stakeholders. I don't know that we necessarily need to go through section by section, but uh, if there are any questions or concerns, happy to address those. I know, Bruce, you've already got at least one question for me. So if there's anyone else, just let me know. Anyone want to make the motion? 
making a motion to approve the first reading ordinance to the amend uh, to amend the city of Lather Village Code of Ordinance by adding Chapter 18, Active uh, Six, uh, Act, Article Six, sorry, cannabis business. Second. It's been moved and second. Is there any um, discussion? Yeah, so I'll, I'll ask my question that, that I asked uh, earlier in the study session that we didn't have time to uh, get to um, for the city attorney. Um, in prior discussions, you know, we had we had talked about the fact that uh, we would would allow uh, in terms of provisioning centers that we would allow a, a maximum of two provisioning centers in the city. Um, so two actual physical facilities, but we said within that facility. Um, we would license uh, both could could license if if a accepted applicant uh, wanted to do that they could license both medical and um, uh, uh, recreational marijuana. So um, when I when I read the the ordinance for tonight's meeting, um, it wasn't a hundred percent clear to me that that was in there, and I just wanted to make sure um, that that's accounted for in the the ordinance that we're approving for the first reading. We we do account for that. We, we're allowing for a total of two, whether it be in the same location uh, or two just total. But eighteen section eighteen two five uh, does allow for co-locating facilities. It does require that an applicant apply for each if they were to do an adult use uh, center as well as a medical center. It would require a separate application for each use, but but we are proposing to allow co-located facilities right but if we but at least the, at least the way that i read the ordinance though if, if they co-lo if they co-locate so if if you know uh vendor a comes in and says you know all right I, and gets gets approved and they co-locate a medical and and recreational license to me the way i, I read the the ordinance we're done as a city that's we're, correct right that, and that's that is and that, that's accurate. We uh, 18289, uh, council directed a maximum of two adult, either adult use, two adult use cannabis retail establishments or medical cannabis provisioning centers. So it's not two of each, it's two total. Right. And that, and that I understand. And that's what we maybe there was some confusion in, in the prior uh, discussion, but um, you know, what we, what, what I thought we had concluded in, in, in a prior meeting was that, uh, we would have two actual facilities, but those those facilities could each have a medical and and um, uh, recreational license within them. I mean, it seems silly not to do that because um, you know if they're if they're selling cannabis, first of all, it's going to you know allow them to have both customer bases. But from a city perspective, it 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 makes for uh, you know more revenue in terms of the. The licensing fees because each year they would have the five thousand dollar licensing fee um you know and, and then it potentially brings in you know more customers which would potentially mean more revenue to to the city so i i don't i don't see why we wouldn't do that um which is what we had discussed earlier so well, again it's it my interpretation of it and, and and again, I could change it if, if if council desires to. But my interpretation was what was that the city wanted a maximum of two facilities, and, and if they co-locate, then it's then it's each one is a separate separate license, <clears throat> counting towards that that quota of two. Right. So, so I guess I'd be interested to hear what what the other council members think. I, I know we had discussed that. 
it should stay at the two if that's where we're going to go because otherwise you have the potential of four places right no as soon as you no no you have a potential of two <laughs> Let places me finish what i'm trying to okay. get my thoughts out and then okay sorry sorry my apologies okay. i apologize so if you put in that you can get four licenses and this is to scott the city attorney if you have put in there that you can have four licenses isn't there a potential to have four different locations we're going to allow for two adult use facilities and two potential me medical facilities and yeah you can you could have the scenario that bruce is describing where each facility has both adult use or recreational and medical or you could have four separate facilities one one you know two of each type right right but that could that could very easily be taken care of in the way that the ordinance is written so that there are no more than two physical facilities and and a given facility could have up to two licenses provided that you know one is medical and one is 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 uh uh recreational and i mean there's no way we, there's no reason why we couldn't take care of that in the in the in the you know the writing of the way the ordinance is written yeah bruce is right i don't think we even thought about separating those two we we said um we're having two locations and in one specific location you could have two licenses there not four different locations that, that, that's how i always understood it as well yeah. right like because the, the sorry the way that I was just asking the city attorney was exactly what I think could could potentially happen, correct? To Scott Baker. That, that's correct. Yeah. The so that, that's that's the big issue is because they are separate, they're entirely separate. Even though they may be co-located, they would they would have to be completely separate businesses, which is why we were treating them as two separate applications. Uh, so in essence. <laughs> What you're asking for is to, to allow for four licenses, two, two medical and, and two adult use. But but in a maximum of two locations, can we write the ordinance that way? We, we could. Um, the, the zoning ordinance that we drafted, though, currently doesn't address medical. It's only it's only dealing with adult use. So we may have to do some some modifications to that. Jill, are you still here? Yes, I'm still here. So keep in mind, we did say that uh, we wouldn't go any higher than two because of the city size as far as writing the ordinance. Right. So I think Bruce and uh, Salim were in line where I think the interpretation was the same, you know, it should be right. two locations. Right. And, that, and that's and that's why I brought it up at the last meeting, because or I, I don't know if it was the last meeting or two meetings ago, because when, when I read it, it suddenly dawned on me, well, you know, one of the things that was talked about in the committee was being able to have, um, you know, a, a, an applicant or a location have both of the licenses, which would generate more revenue for the city. So it seems like we're leaving right. revenue on the table if we if we don't do that. And it also seems to me that that for an, an applicant who uh, wants to bring cannabis into a, a retail location, I would think that they're going to want to submit for both of those licenses because they're going to want to expand their customer base as much as possible it would just be smart business sense when you talk be careful when you talk about revenue because the only thing the city would drive from a medical facility would be the application fee there's there's no sharing of revenue or or tax excise tax with uh, 
medical facilities. Right. I and I was that. just going to ask, uh, mention that same thing, Scott. So you read my mind. Yeah, I, I understand that, but it still is more, more revenue. It's $5,000 a year, more revenue. Well, also just to, I guess, follow up on that too, it shouldn't necessarily be considered straight revenue um, because it is intended that that fee is used for administrative administration and enforcement as it relates to the uses. And it, I think it's really a good idea to, as we're thinking about creating this ordinance and creating the mechanism by which these uses are um, reviewed and approved and, and up and running and successful, that we also be um, aware of how we're keeping track, how the city is keeping track of those funds in case there is something that comes up down the road where the city is asked to to um, you know substantiate those things. So I think that's helpful to have that in the back of your mind that that that's really what it's to be for. Yeah, so I'm going to stick with the original statement that I made because we had discussions regarding uh, the city size and uh, it was not feasible to have four separate locations. And I think we all discussed uh, co-locating those licenses in two different locations. So just to be clear, Ian, I'm, I'm not 100% certain what you, so you're, 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 are you saying what I was saying? Were there, there yes. two, two, two locations with two. up to four licenses? Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I do agree with you, Ian. So Scott, what does that look like? Uh, it's it, it, it will just it will require some amendments to the licensing limits, uh, section eighteen dash two eighty nine, and uh, but that it's not a not a extremely difficult change. Okay, so I guess I could ask for one bit of clarification in regards to this. So what I'm hearing you you indicate is that we're talking two different locations up to two licenses each and those two licenses must be the uh, recreational as well as the medicinal you can't have the two recreational at the one location correct that's right okay and we're also going to have to write in because you may not you may not necessarily you may get different applicants for different license for different licenses and they may score differently on the scoring matrix so they may not necessarily be the same entity receiving both licenses within one facility so i'll work on that tomorrow and i'll i'll send a draft over um, so scott do i do i amend my my uh my my motion um and and so do we continue with the first reading and just with an amended motion yeah, you could, yeah, because we'll make those changes for the second reading. Okay, I just have to find it. What, what, what page is it on? I accidentally had my elbow on the page down button. I believe it's 314. 314, okay, let me get back to it and then I'll remake my motion. Okay, so I, I, I'm gonna adjust my motion to approve the first reading of the ordinance to amend this city of Lathrop Village Code of ordinances by adding chapter 18, article six, uh, cannabis businesses with the um, uh, caveat that we uh, update the language to indicate that uh, uh, 
that a maximum of two physical uh, retail locations are allowed, but those two retail locations can can have uh, um, a total of four licenses, two recreational, two two medical, with the you know uh, um, additional caveats that that uh, we, we just talked about um, uh, regarding uh, co-location. Second. Moved and second. Is there any further discussion about this? Hearing none, roll call, please. Roll call. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor? Yes. Council Member Siddiqui? Yes. Council Member Ferguson? Yes. And Mayor Garrett? Yes. Motion carried. Thank you. Next one is the sidewalk real, uh, repair program bid and award of a contract. Hearing council members, this is in regards to the three-year sidewalk program and our city engineer, Scott Giffels from, I'm sorry, Scott, Scott Ringler from Giffels Webster um, received six bids and the lowest bid was from KD Cement and the recommendation is to go with the lowest bid and it's for the 2021 sidewalk program with the option to also look at um, the performance as well as the cost going into years two and three. Thank you. And Scott is on the Zoom call as well. So I'll make a motion to accept 2021 sidewalk repair program bids award of the contract to KD Cement and authorize the mayor and or the city administrator to sign the contract and related documents on behalf of the city with village. Second. second. It's been moved and second. Is there any discussion? Yeah, just real quickly, the 2022 and 2023 numbers in there are, are, are placeholder estimates. Uh, if we're happy with the work in 2021 and we extend the contract, those those numbers will get adjusted based upon, you know, the actual number of flags um, that we determine need to be um, uh, repaired or replaced. Okay. Thank you. Anyone else? Roll call, please. Roll call, Council Member Siddiqui. Yes. Council Member Ferguson. Yes. Mayor Garrett? Yes. And Mayor Pro Tem Cantor? Yes. Motion carried. Thank you. You're welcome. Next for consideration for approval is MDOT performance resolution for municipalities. This is in relationship to the, um, the relationship with MDOT so that we are on track for getting our permit fees essentially waived. Um, as they were doing um, construction work. And this came about as part of the conversation with, with the um, Traffic Enforcement Association and our police department on the bike route to cross 11 mile road at I-696. We agreed with the residents that probably was not the safest pathway for pedestrians or um, cyclists. So that route is already in the process of being modified to have them, to have them walk along 11 mile on the sidewalk and then cross over at the um, the light at Southfield Road. But what you have before you is the request for the performance resolution for municipalities from MDOT. 
and that um, is a requirement in order for us to be able to have our future applications having the um, the permits processed expeditiously and without having to go through a lot of jumping through a lot of hoops. Gotcha. So uh, I'm sorry, we already had the no. We would take the motion for it. No. It didn't. No. No. Make a motion to adopt the attached Michigan Department of Transportation for municipalities. Second. It's been moved and second. Is there any discussion? Hearing none. Roll call, please. Roll call, Council Member Ferguson. Yes. Mayor Garrett. Yes. Sorry. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor. Sorry, dog was barking. I had it on mute. Yes. Council Member Speak. Yes. Motion carry. Thank you. So for item M, um, we can just squash this, correct? No, we're, we're moving forward with the one relative to changing the um, budget dates, the one relative to changing the um, taxation Sorry. deadlines, that one we're not moving forward with. Okay, so someone who wants to introduce that one. I can do it if... Uh, I can do it if, if uh, Cheryl, you don't want to do it. <laughs> No. Okay. All right. So uh, at one of the study sessions, council had requested whether or not uh, it would be possible to push back the timing that the for presentation of the, bu the budget to city council and adoption of the budget uh, that those modifications would re would require a charter amendment. Um, so what we've what this is, is this uh, is the resolution establishing the charter amendment ballot proposal language. Uh, what this is simply doing is is amending section 8.2 of the charter moving the presentation of the budget to council which is currently uh, needs to be done on or before the third monday of april it's moving it to the third monday of may and then section 8.5 which deals with the adoption of the budget uh, that, that is moving from the third monday in june i'm sorry the third monday in may to the third monday in june uh, what this will do is we'll we'll present um, or we'll provide the staff and administration more time to uh, receive all the information from various funding sources uh, and compiling the budget. It it's, relaxes the, uh, the timing a little bit and, and makes their lives a little bit easier. So it, on page, I think it's uh, 356 is what the actual proposed, what the actual ballot proposed language is. So if, if council is satisfied with that, if there's no modifications, uh, then they would adopt this resolution and, and direct the clerk to submit it. it. Needs to be submitted to the attorney general's office and the office of the governor for approval. And then once it comes back, then it would then it would go um, to Oakland County. The the memo <laughs> the memo in here is dealing with SACLA, so it's a mistake. Thank you. Who would like to make a motion? 
Yeah, I'll make a motion to approve the resolution establishing uh, charter amendment ballot proposal language uh, for no the November 2nd, 2021 election and instruct the city clerk to transmit a copy of the proposed amendment to the governor of the state of Michigan for approval and transmit a copy of the foregoing statement uh, of purpose of, of such a such proposed amendment to the attorney general of the state of Michigan for approval as required by law. Second. It's been moved and second. Is there any discussion? Hearing none, roll call, please. Roll call, Mayor Garrett. Yes. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor. Yes. Council Member Siddiqui. Yes. Council Member Ferguson. Yes. Motion carried. Thank you. City Administrator's report. Thank you. Um, we've had a um, exciting month already, and I just want to thank everyone for all of their participation. And we have staff working a great deal of hours, um, especially this past weekend. We had a wonderful um, art fair in Juneteenth um, celebration. And again, congratulations to all of the diversity um, champions who were receiving the um, recognitions as well as the members of the diversity task force who helped pull together the program and special thanks to Susie Steck and Corey Dahl for the, uh, their hard efforts um, in making sure that everything went smoothly. Despite the rain, the mayor came and waved her magic wand and the rain dissipated. So we were very happy that she used her, her very special powers for the good this time. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I want to remind everyone that the um, the citywide garage sale is this weekend, June 25th to the 27th. If you want to get the free signs and um, be listed, just come to City um, Hall and we'll be help we will be happy to help you with um, getting signed up for that. And I think those are my main items for today. Let's see. Another list. Oh, fireworks. So fireworks are committed just before holidays. And for the 4th of July holiday, our ordinance allows for them from Tuesday, June 29th through Sunday, July 4th, not on July 5th this year. And only up until I always put midnight is 11.45 p.m. And we also ask people to be uh, mindful of pets and those with PTSD and um, veterans who are often very sensitive to these loud bangs and noises. And no one is permitted to um, set off the fireworks in the public parks and they cannot be used by um, minors as well. Thank you. And the water service lines um, replacement started today. There were eight of them in totality. Um, we followed the recommendation of our city engineer, Scott, who said to actually do a physical reinspection on site. You know, everyone was doing their, um, taking a picture and sending it in. Um, but he thought that some of them didn't quite seem like they were really led. So we did have um, DPS go out and physically look at them themselves. And we did in fact determine that a number of them were not lead or galvanized steel. So we saved a great deal of money in not replacing things that did not need to be replaced. So the list of 20 something came down to eight. Four of those were completed today and the other four will be completed um, tomorrow. Cheryl, has the, um, for the, the excavations that we're doing, have any mm -hmm. of those turned up uh, lead? 
I have not heard. I, I think I heard of one that did. I have not heard, um, but I'll ask that specific question though. And do you know how many excavations we've done so far? They're pretty well into the questions. Hey, I'm, 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 in, I'm infrastructure. Well, I could have given me some warning. We could have looked it up. Yeah, I mean, you, you, know, you don't have to answer me now. Just, 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 just email, email it to you. I'm just curious. Okay. I know <laughs> that I, I, when Corey and I were out last week doing our very interesting uh, bike tour, uh, we ran into some of the guys doing the excavation. It's three-man crew, and he said that they typically get about 12 done a day. So... Lot. Yeah, they should be closing in on completion. The biggest holdup is getting the Miss Dick um, stakes in the ground more than anything. Right. Mm -hmm. That completes my com report. Thank you. Scott. Nothing for me. Just trying to think how I'm going to make Bruce happy with this marijuana ordinance. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we are. We live. We all live for to make him happy, right? <laughs> hey, I'm just doing my job. <laughs> Some might say you're not, but okay. <laughs> um, reports of boards, commission, and committees. Yeah. So for the planning commission, um. Uh, we've we've recently approved the site plan for uh, U.S. Rehab to move into the old uh, gin cleaners building. Um, obviously, we we approved the site plan and special land use for discount tire, which we voted on tonight. Um, we did form a uh, study group for uh, building materials. Uh, we had drafted an ordinance, and it did get some um, you know uh, feedback from the public and so we decided to uh, actually form a, a study group to uh, look into it in a little bit more detail so that's that's in the process of getting launched and then uh, we had the public hearing for the the zoning text amendments which we also talked about tonight so and then for infrastructure I don't have anything to report thank you um any unfinished or new business I just wanted to mention one thing. Um, we've had a lot of um, commentary in regards to going back to the open meetings because it'll be more transparent and allow um, residents to participate. And I just want to say that today we had at least 25 people on the Zoom remote meeting, which is more than we typically have at a meeting um, that's in person. So I just wanted to take note of that. Yeah, I saw 29 at one point. Yeah. Up to 31. Yeah. When, when usually in meetings, in-person meetings, we have two or three. Correct. Um, public comment. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry. Um, Commissioner Yolanda Charles is in the audience. Um, Commissioner, is there anything that you would like to share? I'm sorry. Hello, am I unmuted? Yes. Yep. Hey, hardworking Lathrop Village City Council members. <clears throat> I don't wanna take a moment more of your time since it's already after nine o'clock. I do wanna offer that we have some internships for individuals 16 years to 24 years of age. 
who want to um, seek internships in career-oriented positions. I have some information about that that the county is sponsoring, and I can provide the, the website link, which uh, I don't have handy because I was too deep into your meeting, but I do have a phone number where you can send me a quick text, anyone listening, 248-385-2927. And that's again, if you have a 16 to 24 year old who's looking to do an intern uh, in their career here in Oakland County, we definitely wanna reach, you know, I definitely want our Lather Village students and Lather Village young people to have access to that. So please, by all means, uh, send them my way. Other than that, I'll send my report in email form. I appreciate the time and have a good rest of your week. Thank you so much. You Thanks. too. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. Um, any other public comment? Thank you. Um, Mayor and Council comments. Um, one, I want to really give um, kudos to both Susie and um, Corey. You did an outstanding job for um, our first hopefully annual um, Juneteenth um, celebration. It was um, very informative. It was very entertaining. And even though it rained, I think that it was still something that um, it, it, it touched me. And I did get uh, feedback from other people that they were very um, pleased in what uh, Lathrop Village did. So kudos to you and please share it with um, Corey too. Thank you very much. I will. And she and I already talked about how we're going to make next year's event even better. So thank you very much. I appreciate that. We had a lot of fun um, organizing it, hosting it, and uh, learning a great deal ourselves. So well, thank you. Great job to both of you. Thank you. And to um, also to give kudos to um, Scott Ringler. Um, to suggest to go back around to check um, the water lines. That um, was huge. And if I'm not mistaken, we had 20 something. Okay. Um, and my house was in one of them and I don't have to get my yard um, <laughs> dug up. So let me give you the real reason why I'm so thankful <laughs> because um, I don't have to, you know, be stressed out about that. But that was huge also. And thank, um, thank him for saving the city um, some money. About $65,000. Thank yeah. you. So that's great. Um, and then also what I would like to do at some point is to have a, um, I don't know, a, a letter of recognition or something for um, Donna Stallings, because um, this was her, her passion, um, regardless if, you know, you agreed with, you know, with her uh, votes or not. <laughs> Um, this was her passion and she was for um, her residence. So um, I think that it would be appropriate for us to give her some type of um, resolution um, as we started precedence. You know, I, I know he, she wasn't here as long as Frank was, but still these, we started precedence of acknowledging people that have served longer than um, one, one term. Um, it was something else that I wanted to say. Oh. Um, Wednesday um, is the state of the city address. We're going back to being in public or being face-to-face. -face. Um, it is um, at 11 o'clock, uh, Wednesday, June 23rd. Um, we do have a table, but it's only a table of six. 
So um, if you are interested, please let Cheryl know um, about it. Um, I will be presenting. Jim put together a very lovely video that will take up the majority of my time. And um, it, it, it should be good. We did the run through this morning. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else. Oh, one thing that I have noticed, and maybe it's, you know, just something that I just wanted to make sure that we all were in this understanding this and to also let the residents hear it. So with all the trucks and cars that are um, parked on the street, that's not normal. It's just to be a little courteous to allow if the side that you're on has something blocking your lane to wait for the person who does not have an obstructed lane. I think that's the law, but I could be mistaken. But I've seen near misses already happening um, over on Bloomfield Drive. Um, yeah, big time over there. Go ahead, Scott. Looks like you want to say something about that. Say so your your uh, summary of the law is pretty accurate. If there's something in your lane, you have to wait till opposing traffic is not present to pass it. So it it's it was it has been questionable. So um, just to reiterate that, and then also Cheryl, this is and and um, I'm also thinking if there was a way to say because I know that especially like on my street, and I'm not being you know, self-righteous or self, you know, focused on this, but I'm just thinking long-term is that perhaps when we're starting to do other streets where you can't park in your driveway to alert people to park on one side of the street opposed to both sides, especially if the street is very narrow because those are near misses also that I'm watching with. Uh, some reason our male lady is real, real, excuse the word, pissed off because the way she's flying down these streets with cars on both sides, it's also um, scary to watch. That's just my my thoughts. I don't know if you can do it or not, but we'll take a look at it. What'd you say? So we can always suggest it, definitely. Yeah. I think that that's pretty much all that I have. Yeah, I just want to echo your comments for 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 Saturday uh, to uh, Corey and Susie. That was a great way to spend four hours. Just next year, pick a day that uh, doesn't rain, so we can get more people there to enjoy it. When the drum started, it, the sun came out. Yeah. I they um they said that they'd performed at like seven other events that day, and every time it stopped raining right before they got on. So. They did book the entire year to go first. Book them next year to go first. <laughs> but it starts up day. right after they leave. <laughs> Just all day long in the background. Right. Thank you, Bruce. We appreciate it. Anyone else? Just for no, fun, I want to add that um, that drum group also plays and teaches with the school across the lot from me. So it's not as endearing at 7:30 in the morning. <laughs> Is that kind of like the trucks that drive in at seven o'clock in the morning that I check people out? <laughs> All right. Yes, Ian. Oh, just kudos to Susie and, and Lauren. Corey. 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 Sorry. I'm thinking Lauren. Corey, I appreciate it. Yeah, it was well organized and uh, we had a really good turnout. Um, we had 
a good level of diversity in there also. So thank you. Anyone else? Hearing none, I'll take someone to give a motion to adjourn. Make a motion to adjourn. Second. You all have a great night. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Good night. Good night.